Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. There was a prince who had uh, lived in the confines of his father's, uh, the king's estate, his whole life. Never really gone outside the doors of the castle grounds. And one day his father said, there's a man that I want you to meet. He's a holy man, and I want you to sit with him for a while and get some education. And his father got a carriage ready and horses ready, and the prince was, ta- was about 18 years old, was taking his first trip outside of his father's uh, huge estate and castle. And they're traveling for a couple of days in the woods. And finally, they get to a small house in the woods, which is tiny. And the prince had never seen anything tiny. The castle was huge. It was decorated uh, with signs of wealth everywhere. And uh, the coachman told him, this is the place. And he knocked on the door, and he knocked again, and someone said, come in. And he walked in, and he saw a little man in a big room, which was the only room in the house. And all there was there was a cot and a little table next to the cot. And... The prince couldn't imagine such a meager subsistence. And he went up to the man and he said, where's your furniture? And the man looked at him and said, where's your furniture? And the prince said, I'm only passing through. And the old man on the cot said, I'm only passing through. Now, there are lots of stories like this about wise men and how simply they live. Uh, There's not a lot of decoration, worldly decoration, in their lives. Their decoration comes from other places. So what's the point of this for us? The point is that we need to live a life that's not complicated. We need to live a life that's simple. Now, in simplicity, we're not merely talking about simplicity in your daily affairs. Your mentality has to be simple. If you are complicated in the way you look at things. If you see complex scenarios everywhere around you, and if you are constantly trying to solve complex scenarios or you see things as extremely complex, what you're doing is you're creating 
a matrix of complexity between you and the truth. Every complex situation that you are involved in, every conundrum that you're trying to unravel, is a veil that separates you from the truth of reality. There's the story most of you should know about Alexander and the Gordian Knot. It was this knot that everyone said couldn't be untied. And when Alexander was conquering the known world at that time, he came to this knot and people told him this knot couldn't be untied. And he took the sword out of its scabbard and he cut it. And that was the end of the knot and the end of the complication. We need to begin to understand how to do away with our complications. Um, yesterday, I was having a uh, conversation, and it was about how certain people lead complex existences. Politicians, for instance, their lives become incredibly complex, uh, or at least they think they're complex. But then it became very evident that depending on the way you treat what you do, every life can be complex. A lawyer's life can be complex. A doctor's life can be complex. An engineer's life can be complex. Whatever you're doing can be extremely complex. But what is the difference between the wise man who can heal, who can alter situations, who can bring peace to people's lives? Why isn't his life complex? What is the difference between the wise man and your average doctor, lawyer, engineer, politician, or street sweeper, or garbage man, or whatever they do? The difference is the egocentric nature of the people who do work in the world. They think they do the work in the world. And as long as they think they do the work in the world, it's complex, and it's difficult, and it has to be carried, and it takes enormous effort. Once you can understand that all the work is done by God, by Allah, then all of a sudden the complexity removes itself. I have been in situations that I could not figure my way out of. I did not see a solution. I did not see a way through the morass of intricacies that were involved in the situation. And then one day it resolved itself and I didn't lift a finger. And that's when I began to understand that what's complex to us is not complex to Allah. And as long as we 
try to resolve matters. They appear complex, but if we can have an attitude towards things that Allah will resolve them, and we are the tool of Allah, and we will be shown the way through the apparent complexity into the truth of the matter, everything will be revealed. Um, Scientists talk about the nature of existence. And scientists talk about the fact that there should be a universal formula that explains everything. And I've heard them say that when this formula is finally found, it won't be complicated. It'll be simple. Well, the formula exists. Unfortunately, scientists haven't been able to put it into mathematics. So for that reason, they don't believe it. But the formula is la ilaha illallah. And once that's understood, all of existence is understood. And everything else is understood. But we are constantly looking for different solutions to the answers that are already given to us. We won't accept the answers that we see, so we have to find other answers. But there are no other answers. So as much as you look for other answers, your life becomes more complicated. So, if you believe that Allah is going to take care of your problems, an interesting thing happens. Your life becomes less complicated. Because now the burden that you are going to solve these seemingly unsolvable situations no longer rests on your shoulders and you can lay your burden down because you've given it to the one who takes on burdens and resolves them, Allah. So we need to be able to do this, but not only to make our life less complicated, not only to resolve the difficulties in our existence, but for another reason. To get to the point of truth, you have to be uncomplicated. As long as you're complicated, you can't see the truth, because you see too many complications. You see too many things in the way. And all of these things stop you from touching that part of you that's connected to the truth. Because you can't get there until you've resolved your complications, until you've resolved your desires, until you've resolved your needs, until you've resolved your all of the things that hold you in place. If you get to the point where you resolve these things, then you reach a place that's quiet and that's serene. 
and that is without chaos and tumult. And if you can find this place, you can find the truth of yourself. And if you can find the truth of yourself, you can find that place in yourself that's connected to Hak, which is reality, which will send forth the truth to you because you have nothing in the way that's blocking it. And this place exists in all of us. We have all seen proof of it, of its existence, in people who speak the truth, from whom the truth flows in an easy, natural, unfettered manner. Now, if we've seen it, we can be it. Remember that. If we've seen it, we can be it. One of the things that a wise man does is he has been given the ability by Allah to transfer what he has to others so that others can have what it is that he has. So how does one get that? By becoming like the wise man. And what's so unique about the wise man? Well, a few things. He's uncomplicated. He doesn't have a lot of issues. He's not worried about what's going to happen tomorrow or the next hour. He is without attachment to the world and to the consequences within the world. Everybody who has not yet reached the state of peacefulness has a dilemma of some sort. Different people's dilemmas are different depending on their inclinations and on their desires. For some people, their dilemmas are politics. For some people, their dilemmas are wealth. For some people, their dilemmas are faith. For some people, their dilemmas are sex. I can go on and name thousands of different dilemmas. I mean, some people's dilemma is collecting newspapers. And I have been in houses where newspapers were piled six feet high and there was enough room so that people could walk through and they actually made alleys made out of newspapers in their house. I've seen it. So what we have to understand is that dilemmas are not uncommon. The difference in dilemmas is in multitudes. But each of the dilemmas causes the same problem. It makes our life complicated. And it makes us be hidden from the truth 
that's within us because the complication doesn't allow us to find peace. And without peace and without the quiet that comes with peace, we can't be in a state where we can get in touch with the truth. In order to find that truth, we have to find stillness. In order to find that truth, we have to be inert to the pulls and the magnetisms of the world which create the dilemmas for us. And when we become inert to those things, the opportunity then exists for the truth to flow through you and you'll answer your own questions. It'll just come because you're in the place where questions are answered. You're in the place where everything is known and the amount that gets known to you will depend on the extent of your clarity, the extent that you've let go of the world, and the extent that you can be trusted with the knowledge that is given. If you have motive, and if you have needs, then the knowledge will be restricted to you, because instead of using the knowledge in the way Allah would use it. You use it for your motives and you use it for your needs. So you can't have it. So something you should know. Anybody that you meet who's trying to sell you something and has motives and needs isn't going to be a lot of help to you. It's only when they're clear and clean Can you get assistance from them? A teacher who charges for his information is a teacher who has needs. A teacher who asks you to pay in order to hear him talk has needs and is trying to fulfill those needs. To find purity in this world is rare. To find a place or a person where there is a connection to reality is rare. But that doesn't mean that it can't be done. It just means that it's rare. And as your purity grows, and as your stillness grows, and as your peace grows, you will be attracted more and more to those people who are peaceful. As you become inert to the world, you will become attracted to God's qualities, and to those who have God's qualities. And you will find yourself in relationships with people who can help you be elevated. 
And this will happen naturally. This will happen because you've created a new center in yourself. A thief will find other thieves easily. Purity will find purity. Purity will connect with purity. And once that connection is made, the purity will grow. And as it grows, and as a, and as all these distractions are pulled away from you, and taken away from you, and released from you, and all of the motives that you've built up your entire life to aggrandize yourself are let go of. And as the egocentric self loses its hold on you, as the lower portion, your animalistic self, loses its hold on you, and you are no longer driven by desire and self-interest, then you can become one of Allah's friends. But the ones who are driven by the needs in the world can't enter that space, no matter how much they talk about it, no matter how much they say they are in that space, no matter what organizations they belong to, no matter what labels they give themselves, like Sufi, or believer, or any other label, labels have no meanings. The only thing that has meanings, meaning is the truth that is within you. And as that truth grows, that truth will become self-evident to others and to yourself. Now, maintaining that truth becomes your work because Satan attacks those who become close to the truth and he throws distractions at them. He throws fame at them. He throws wealth at them. He throws all of the things of the world at them to try to pull them away from the place that they've found. So the work then becomes to put up a defense mechanism to maintain that inert nature that you've developed. It always can be taken from you. The ego can always come back. Satan finds ways to get inside of you. A snake was running through the marketplace. And there was a holy man sitting there. And he had always done whatever it was that he could to assist others. And the snake came up to him and said, you have to help me. People are chasing me. And if they find me, they're going to kill me. So the man said, certainly, I'll put you in my turban. And the snake said, that's not good enough. They'll find me. You have to swallow me. And so the man swallowed the snake, thinking he was helping him. 
but it was Snayton. Snayton. <laughs> and, and, and Satan got inside of that man. And he used that man's ego that said, I'll help anybody in anything to work against him. The, the subtlety of the understandings that have to go on as you become more and more detached, become greater and greater and greater. But know that the reward of becoming detached is beyond your imagination because you've never stepped there. You can't step there until the detachment comes. You can't witness it until you are free of all of the veils that the world puts on you. When that happens, then we can enter into that phase that's called Wali, which means the friend of God. Now there are certainly states above that and beyond that, but if we can reach that, the angels will sing on our behalf. May it happen for each of us. Amin, amin, ya Rabbil Alameen. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.